it's very important to consider that the church, in a very real way, is our brothers and sisters in Christ. So it's also very important to consider how we are actually treating our brothers and sisters every week. Welcome back to Good Monsters. It's been a while. I took a break over the holidays. Um, Lots of exciting things have happened. I got to see my uh, family uh, along with my wife for Thanksgiving and Christmas in North Carolina and West Virginia. And we drove both times. And the second time, my car broke down. And uh, it is, it's in a city in North Carolina. and we're waiting on it to be repaired. But we have two cars, and everything's going fine, but oh my goodness, are they really taking their time? Um, uh, But other than that, the holidays were fantastic. I had a good Christmas. My wife and I are trying to uh, celebrate Christmas um, more and more, like more heavily each year. We want to make a big deal out of celebrating Christmas. We also want to make a big deal out of celebrating um, the Lord's Day, you know, every Sunday. And so we're working on that. Uh, but we're off to a wonderful start for this new year. And it's good to have you here if you're a first-time listener or first-time back. I, uh, heard, I've i heard from numerous people um, over the past few months who have been listening to the show about them sharing it with their friends or their family members and that their friends or family members actually are listening. So if you're one of those people whose uh, friends or family member has shared this with you, welcome. I thank you for listening. And for everybody, if you want to do the, you know, the one thing that would be the most helpful if you enjoy listening to my show is to do exactly that. Share it with a family member or friends. Um, but in addition to that, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Uh, I have a Patreon. So you can Go to uh, any of those places and you'll see all of my links for all of the places you can um, find me and interact with me. So the the name of the game today is the abominations we call communities. And I'm not exaggerating in the least when I say that. Uh, I think many churches, not all, um, but many, maybe even the vast majority of churches Uh, are proud of their communities, but what they really have is something that um, isn't only a failure, but it is something that is like almost blasphemous. It's an abomination, I think, to what uh, a community and a church really should be because we are brothers and sisters in Christ. And um, most of us, you know, if we were to treat our brothers and sisters the way we or the way you know other people. Hopefully, hopefully you, my listeners, are um, are better about this and actually care about Christian community. And if you haven't really thought about this, hopefully you'll be thinking about it more after this episode. Um, but this is something that my wife and I have had uh, a lot of thoughts about over the past couple of years, especially you know during the pandemic and um, trying to find a church, right? And one of the well, we, we basically have two two very simple qualifications um, for a, a good, decent church. One is good teaching. That's absolutely necessary. Two is good community. Uh, we would 
abandon a church in a second that had decent community. I mean, a decent teaching uh, for another church that had decent teaching, but a better community. Uh, people who actually treated each other like their actual brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, so after seeking over and over uh, over the past you know couple years during this pandemic stuff, uh, so, so we got married um, and then we wanted to find a church to go to together. And, um, you know, we've been trying to find that church. And through the many that we've visited uh, and then attended many for many months, uh, I would not consider any of them to have what I would call a Christian community. Um, at first, I don't think I knew exactly what we were looking for. What we called what we were looking for was friends. We're just looking for friends, you know, people who want to care about us and people who we can care about. You know, that that's what we're looking for because what happens at church is you go in, um, people might say hi to you at the door, but that is the only interaction you get with people. Uh, we would even reach out multiple times to other people in the church and we would hang out with them. We would express interest in like um, wanting to get to know them more. And, uh, you know, people have enough friends. They have enough of a community, whatever that looks like to them. And so they're not, it doesn't seem like people are really interested in meeting new people um, and incorporating them into their quote unquote family uh, right now, or maybe ever. Could be. Uh, so because we've done this at many, many churches, uh, it, it seems to me in the sample that I have seen uh, that this is probably most churches because it's 100% of the ones that we've seen. Um, it's very strange. I think uh, friend might be a good word for what we were looking for. Um, and that's what we called it. But I think our culture has a very weak definition of friends. Uh, I think we have about four words. You know, obviously we have more words than four, but we have probably at the most basic level, you know, not including synonyms, we have four words um, about, give or take, that describe levels of friendship. One is stranger. You don't know anybody at all. Another one is an acquaintance, like you've met them maybe a couple of times, but you're not too close. And then you have friends where, you know, it's it's the area in between acquaintances and the next word, which is family. Um, I, I can't think of a, a really good word that's above friends, um, but but like closer to family, but also um, I, it's hard to think of a word that's above acquaintances and below friends. Now we could come up with words and use them, but I, I think our culture as a whole, we don't have a lot of um, means of describing the, the, the variability that a relationship um, that we call friends can have. You know, you can have really, really close friends. You can have friends that you see once a year. You can have... Uh, friends that you call every day. Uh, you can have girl friends, which are very close. You can have boyfriends. You know, you can have a best friend, and some people believe that they can have 25 best friends, you know. So even even words like best friend doesn't have any meaning because um, people can just throw that around. Um, culturally, usually, you know, of course, there are exceptions uh, to this, and I think people who are thoughtful about these things will realize that we... Um, you know, we, we kind of have a need 
for describing, especially as Christians, um, different levels of relationships. Because, uh, I mean, and ultimately what we're going for as Christians is family. You know, we want to treat each other like family. Um, so, so, you know, maybe we don't need a, a way to describe levels of friends um, because we have the word family, which is ultimately my point is where should where we should be going to. You know, we should we should be treating each other like family, which are incidentally closer than friends. Or they should be. You know, our family should be closer to us than we are with friends. And of course there are, you know, different kinds of family. There's family that you're you know, extended family and whatever. But I'm talking about like your your close family, your family that you have a deep should have a deep close relationship with that is what we should strive to have as Christians I don't think we're going to get to heaven one day and um, you know treat treat our extended relatives you know up in heaven like like we treat our extended relatives on earth you know I don't think we're going to treat um, treat people in heaven treat our brothers and sisters in heaven the way we treat our third fourth and fifth cousins um, that we've met once, or that maybe we see once a year on the holidays. I don't think that's right. And so, as we try to implement, uh, as as we try to live like God's kingdom exists now, which it does, and and that's the way we need to be living. You know, God's kingdom is here right now, and it is, um, it it is becoming closer and closer to the ultimate complete fulfillment of His kingdom. Total. I mean, of of the earth being made right. <laughs> but God's kingdom is here now, and we need to live like it. Uh, Jesus is king now, and so we need to live like all of the people who are uh, professing Christians are actually our brothers and sisters now, which they are. Uh, I can't think of a single friend that I've made in any of the churches I've visited over the past couple of years. Uh now I've made some friends at a church who ended up leaving that church. And then so did we, um, because we were so dissatisfied with both the community and the teaching, <laughs> um, a big, huge spineless, um, what was it? A Baptist church in the area. Um, yeah. You know, if you're in Missouri or if you're around Kansas city, like me, and you're looking for a Baptist church, um, don't go to pleasant Valley Baptist church. Um, that's this one in particular. Usually, I don't throw out church names, um, but this one, I think uh, there's false teaching involved. Uh, it's not just, you know, little problems like happen in every church, but there's, I think, serious false teaching involved. I think there's a total lack of um, discipleship that's happening among the leadership of the church and of the even the, the small group and the community group leaders. Um, and and I'm, I'm saying this to help you, to help you recognize um, the potential issues that are in your church so you can help fix them or you can go find a better one. Um, yeah, so I haven't, I haven't made a single friend um, from church. Now, now we have, my wife and I have a, a couple of friends who, like I said, they, they left this church and then so did we. And then we had these, um, these values, which is great. Um, but the church didn't foster that community. They just enabled the community by connecting us because we were both in the same place at the same time. So really it had nothing to do with the church other than just being 
you know, just existing, <laughs> that we made these friends. It wasn't that the church is fostering this kind of community, which it didn't. Um, and I would not be surprised if you give it some thought that yours isn't either. And and so um, the thing is also another interesting thing to note, I think, is that every church um, that I have been to takes pride in their community. Um, very small, crumbling churches somehow take pride in their community. Um, very large churches where nobody knows each other takes pride in their community somehow. <laughs> All churches, no matter what it is, they believe that they have a great community. And so if if nearly 100% of churches, you know, unless they actually realize that they have this problem, which is a better sign than the people who don't, uh, who, who are bigger and, and presumably thriving, you know, because they get a lot of tithes every month or every week. <laughs> Um, that means if nearly 100% of churches believe that they have a good community and, you know, therefore also most of the members probably do too, that means that you, if you think your church has a good thriving community, or if you treat your brothers and sisters in Christ very well, um, you might not just because everybody thinks that they do. (laughs) Everybody thinks, yeah, I'm nice to people on Sundays when I see them. I try to shake people's hands when they come in. I welcome them. Um, but that's not good enough. You're not actually treating these people like your brothers and sisters. Uh, so you don't attend church to meet friends, although that hopefully happens. You know, hopefully you you um, you have people that you could call your friends and your family. Um, but you know what I see is that we can call most people neither one of these things uh, in churches. But you also don't attend to join some kind of family in a church. So what what exactly is going to church? What does that mean? Well, you, you attend church and you fellowship with people, uh, not who you hope to become family with, but you attend church and fellowship with people who already are your family, right? We are right now brothers and sisters with people in in churches that we've never been to. You know, if somebody is a professing Christian, we are their brother and sister now. You know, I am your brother, even if we've never met. You are my brother or sister, and I will hopefully do my absolute best to treat you like a person actually should be treating their brother and sister. Uh, And I hope you do that same thing with each other, and I hope your church does that. And if they don't, that is something that you, I mean, it's, it starts with you. It's, it's not necessarily something that you need to, you know, storm out of a church about or, but it could be, um, or have a, a chat with the pastor, although it could be. But at the very least, what we need to be doing is, is trying to create that community on our own and reaching out to people and trying to treat other people as our brothers and sisters, even if they don't reciprocate to us, which is what I have been uh desperately attempting to do <laughs> in churches, you know, have people over to your house, um, feed them dinner, uh, you know, reach out to them, um, you know, and, and if they don't reciprocate it, then, you know, at that point, I think it's reasonable to not. But I think this, this is a responsibility that we have as Christians, and this is how we ought to be treating our family members. So we attend church and fellowship with people who are supposed to already be our family, and so we have to be in that mindset and think about it. So, uh, I, I heard an interesting uh, podcast recently 
where uh, some mothers were telling their kids um, about the people they go to school with, how they're not your friends. They said, look, the, the people you go to school with, they're not your friends. If anything, they are your colleagues, but they're not your friends. They don't care about your well-being. Uh, if you were to disappear, they wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't miss you <laughs> very much, at least. You know, they're, they're not your friends. They don't, they don't want what's best for you. And you probably also don't want what's best for them. And so to conflate this idea of friendship with uh, this idea of an acquaintance or whatever is lower than that um, is a dangerous thing because we can become too attached to these relationships that aren't really serious relationships, which also means I think we have to understand the difference between these levels of relationships as Christians and understand where we are actually at because we don't want our church to be full of acquaintances and then be proud of our community. That is an embarrassment if that's the case. It is an embarrassment. The church is supposed to be a reflection of God. And so if these are the kinds of relationships that we have in our church, and look, if this if these are the kinds of relationships that you have in your own personal life with other Christians, uh, insofar as you can help it, that's an embarrassment too, because these things, like, you know, we have to treat our we have to love God and love others. And loving others is a reflection of how we love God. And loving God is a reflection of how we love others. The two are very, very connected. You know, these two um, most important laws. We have to love God and we have to love others. If we do not love others well, we are not loving God because we are not loving the image of God that is within each of those people. And if we're not loving God, we cannot love each other well because we do not recognize the image of God that's in these other people and love them appropriately. So it's a very, very important thing to know. Uh, um, do we act like we're brothers and sisters? If you're, bro- if you're my brother or sister and you treated me the way that most people in churches treat me 100% of the time that I go into churches, uh, I would be furious you know, people have said, hey, let's go out and get lunch sometime. And, I'm, and you know, they're like, yeah, I'll, I'll get with you. I'll let you know. And then they never do. <laughs> so, you know, they're they're liars in that case if, if somebody says that. And, and you know, I've in the past, I'm sure I've done that to people before. Yeah, I'll, I'll get in touch with you or I'll call you or whatever. And that's horrible on my part. Um, and that's something that we should repent of if we do that to people. We should actually, you know, let our yes be yes and our no be no. So you're not only failing at community in that case, but you're um, failing at just telling the truth. You know, you're you're uh, compounding sins on top of sins. But imagine if your brother or sister who you lived with or you lived near and you were very close to them or you, you know, you recognize that you should be. Imagine uh, and you saw you were forced to see each other once a week, let's say, hypothetically. <laughs> and uh, they ignored you. Imagine that. Imagine you go to this place where you see each other once a week, your actual biological brother or your sister or your father or your mother, and they totally ignored you. Uh, you would you would not just be like, oh, well, to that. Like, ah, you know, that happens sometimes. That's That's just a thing that's normal. Well, it's not normal. We recognize that there there are, you know, if that were to actually happen in a real life family, we would call that some kind of dysfunction. We would say that that family has some kind of flaw. And yet, for our fathers and mothers and brothers and sisters in churches, we say, oh, well, yeah, we don't have, uh, you know, 
not everybody knows each other. Oh, well, the church is too big that only, you know, like five people in our little small groups know each other um, and they're cared for that way. You know, even though our church is 4,000 members, um, but we have a really good community because we have like, you know, uh, 500 little small communities in them. Um, I don't think so. I think that's, uh, that's a totally misunderstanding what family is. Um, I think that's bad. You know, if that's, if that happened with your real life family, it would be an embarrassment. And so why isn't that an embarrassment when we see that kind of thing happening in churches and we do, and it is rampant and I pray to God that it isn't happening in your church, but I would wager that it is. And so it's something that you should consider. Um, Yeah, I, I don't count. I think I think many people, when they're looking for community in churches, here's another um, interesting point. I think when most people find a good community in church, they're like, wow, bonus. They're like, ah, that's that's going above and beyond. But it's not going above and beyond. That is, that's like the baseline. That is at the very lowest level, the, the most basic expectation for a church. It is to have this kind of Christian community is it isn't above and beyond it isn't some kind of extra blessing it is the mere expectation of a church existing it needs to have this kind of community and if it doesn't uh it's not like oh well you know you win some you lose some but it's an actual problem uh, i count it as necessary for churches to have this kind of brotherly and sisterly relationship among its congregants um among its elders and pastors and the congregants. There has to be discipleship happening. People have to want to live life together. And of course, you can't live life with everybody in the church. And so there's going to be degrees of closeness that you uh, have with each other. But, you know, even if you see a stranger, you should be greeting that stranger as if they are your brother and sister that you don't see very often, if they're in your church. Hey, wow, I'm so glad you're here. Um, do you know anybody? You know, have a conversation with them. If they don't know anybody, then you connect them with someone or you invite them out to coffee yourself, you know. And another thing is, this isn't, I don't think this isn't just a responsibility of the leadership in churches, because I think a temptation that I had was, um, you know, th- this church needs to welcome me in. They need to do these things for me. They need to have this community with me, so it's it's all on them. But... I know that's not really true. It's not all on them. It's on me. And so I need to be doing that work uh, for other people, even if it's not reciprocated. And, you know, so if you try and you fail and and maybe that's the only church you can go to, then, oh, well, you know, you've tried and you just can't make friends at that church. Um, But at least you've tried. So I I don't necessarily think that a lack of Christian community Uh, is a reason to leave a church unless there is another church that has that Christian community that you can find. But, you know, I've, I've basically given up hope at this point. Um, And so if, if there, there are certain things that we just have to recognize is, uh, is a reality of the world that we're living in, not to the point that we become complacent in areas that we can fix these things. I don't think you should be saying, oh, well, this is just the world we live in. So because of that, I'm not going to be reaching out to anybody to build relationships with them. No, no, no. You still have the responsibility. But even uh, 
with that responsibility that you have if you do it and it doesn't work out, if it is not reciprocated, um, then, you know, at that point, I think you count it as a blessing where you're trying to do good for other people and, and those other people don't do good for you. You know, that's, that's a blessing to you. Yeah. So I think these are, um, it's just something that was on my mind, um, really for the past year. And, uh, this has been something I wanted to talk about for quite some time. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. I don't think a lot of people talk about, um, the issues with community in a lot of churches. And like I also said, I think every church, it seems is very proud of their community, even if they shouldn't be. So I'd love to hear your thoughts. And remember, I'm on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Patreon. You can uh, send me a message or uh, just leave a comment on YouTube here. Oh, and also, I know that um, reviews are now on Spotify. So if you like the show, uh, please give me a review. It helps other people see the show too. And like I said earlier, the best thing you can do is share this with a friend or a family member. So I'll catch you in the next episode. Hope you enjoyed. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And God bless.